Welcome to the Arizona Pickleball League Podcast. Presented by Jigsaw Health. It's fun to feel good. What is up, Arizona Pickleball family? How doing today? It's Patrick Sullivan Jr., the creator of Tuesday Night Pickleball and the Arizona Pickleball League. I should say co-creator because my wife and really the whole team here brought it all together. OSG, it is Monday. We're going into week eight of the Arizona Pickleball League. How are you feeling right now? Really good. Really good. We have two undefeated teams coming in. Oh, uh, yes, what a match. Do. Sold out already. Yep. Can't get in. Can't get in. Can't get in. So the dogs and I have uh, been going over some really, really uh, detailed stuff knowing this. Uh, and we knew it coming into it, two undefeated teams, you, you're going to pack the house. So just double checking everything. Do you feel like there are some vulnerabilities that people may try to exploit in order to get into the week eight sold out mm. Tuesday night pickleball? I mean, yes, but we're ready for it. I mean, we've checked everything. There's, we're, we're not going to let anything slide. We will have a packed house, and I can't wait for it. So excited for tomorrow night. Ryan Treffrey of the Peoria Pythons is our special guest on the podcast today. Treff, welcome in, brother. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. You have not had the chance to play Tuesday Night Pickleball since week three. That's a long break. You doing okay? Oh, yeah. Withdrawals, but I've been practicing. Played a few tournaments. We're ready. You and Michael Lloyd. The Beast. The Beast. Michael Lloyd, The Beast. In your two games, quarter four, you have a plus 15. In general, the Peoria Pythons, 2-0 and o Peoria Pythons, have a point differential of 31 points. Not bad. That's 15 we, a game, I think. That That is. What? 15 per game. We played two, right? No. It's seven. It, I think you had a plus seven in week two and then a plus 12. No, that can't be right. Help me out on the math here, OSG. You had a, I thought you said 31, 31. and then a 12 in the fourth quarter. All right, we'll recap. Week number two, Peoria Pythons versus the Scottsdale Scorchers. The final score, 53-50. Oh, my gosh, that was such a good game. Quarter four was a difference maker because the Pythons came back strong. Treff and Lloyd, 16-9 to nine in that fourth quarter. Was that against Pessa and Caden by any chance? I believe it was. Wow. I believe it was. was any special words you want to share to Caden, uh, your, your Padawan? Caden is just a very great kid, great player, and it was a pleasure beating him. <laughs> so there's there's five no I'm sorry there's seven of those points week number three the Pythons versus the Gladiators closer uh, Michael Lloyd and Ryan Treffery once again with 16 points Chris Headings and Michael Hartnagel railing rallying off 11 points but it was not enough that final score was 73 45 and if I recall 
There was a lot of finger wagging in that game. Well, in both of your there games, was. there's been a lot of finger wagging. Where does the finger wag come from? I learned it from a guy named Dikembe Mutombo. Back in the day, he taught me that move. I used to play basketball with him down in L.A. a little bit, and I've kept it ever since. Is this for real? Yeah. You played basketball with Dikembe Mutombo. A friend of mine has a very expensive home in Bel Air, and all the NBA players will go there to practice. So I've been lucky enough to cross paths with a lot of guys. Now, when you play basketball, do you gain several inches? No, I just I usually am the ball boy. Okay. <laughs> or you you're ringing in about five eleven, five ten. Five ten with shoes. Okay, five ten with shoes. So back when me. Dikembe was playing, maybe five eleven. I've been shrinking a little bit. Okay, well, that happens with yeah. age. How old? Is, how tall is uh, Dikembe? He's about a seven footer. Yeah. 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 So your head came up to about his armpits. Pretty much. Okay. And he taught you the finger wag. Oh yeah. He would block me and just wag, and I just said, "You're too tall." Is there a move in the security industry, OSG, that is similar to the finger wag? I was real curious on that. Uh, I believe he was right-handed, so I think he did a mostly right-handed, or would he throw out a left-hand as well? I think he would mix it up a little, but he was right-handed, predominantly right-handed, so it was his strong finger. A lot of times we would just go like this. Okay, so we just in the cross security, the arms. cross the arms. Yeah. So someone would kind of rush up to the door thinking they'd get in, and we might just kind of do an arm cross like this. Like so that's the rejection. finger wag yeah. of the security industry. Yes. yes. Okay, that's good to know. Ryan, what kind of things, what do you think the storylines are for tomorrow? What are the inside scoop? What, what are the pieces of the puzzle? I think it's the battle for first. We haven't seen Well, that's other. the headline. Now I want to get you into the third and the fourth paragraph. I mean, I think the league is talking about how to stop or slow down Dana. Mm. Like, highest point differential. They're calling her the best woman in the league. This is Dana Rogast of yeah. the Tempe Tornadoes, who does have an extraordinarily high point differential. Very high. She's actually number one in the league, I believe. I believe so as well. We'll uh, look yes. up some stats on that. So Dana is going to be ready to play, but she is going to be playing against Jess Wilcox Correct. and oh, and Takako. Takako, yeah. We've got the experience. So the women, yeah, that women's talk. Talk about that third quarter. What do you think is going to happen during that third quarter? There, that's I'm, going to be a great matchup. I think and it then might Cimarron be Gonzalez, obviously. a game changer. All experienced players. Yes. So I think strategy is going to be very important, and maybe they're going to slow it down just to keep the points a little bit longer yeah and just have a well-balanced game you know i mean you're looking at it could be a 15 minute dink rally at least and then the time might run out <laughs> we've had a lot of interesting things happen in the arizona pickleball league here on tuesday night pickleball at the orchard but we've never had a 15 minute dink rally yet that would be interesting um i would pay to see probably that. be some lobs and maybe some, <laughs> some drives and who is the uh, mixed matchup you guys are thinking? Do we know it yet? Has it been announced? Um, is I don't think so. I think, but you guys are staying the same. Right? I think Dane and Kyle usually go second. Yeah, that's how they have played it. I both. usually yeah. started off with the Treff finger wag. Yes, with Takako. So I'm assuming I'll be playing Sim, my good friend Sim. Yep, lefty and, versus lefty, uh, and her partner. Uh, who's her partner? Uh, Cimarron will be playing with, um, well, with Kyle Craig, or Craig, Craig oh, Johnson, Craig Johnson. Yeah. Celebrity tanning here. That's we go. right. Exactly. 
One, one of your longtime sponsors of the uh, Red yeah. Mountain Classic. Yep, they're a big sponsor. What do you think of the Arizona Pickleball League so far? We're going into week eight. You've been here at least half of the time, I think, maybe three, four. I've been here You've every been here twice. Yeah, every, every time. I can. It's just an unbelievable experience to be here and to play in it. You know, and just the one thing I've told everyone is it's, it's a show. And the reason I can prove that is my wife has only come to two of my pickleball matches in my career. I've got hundreds of golds, hundreds of silver medals. She's come to both matches, and she wants to come tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just a show. It's the greatest show in Arizona. And I will say on that note, you are perhaps one of our greatest showmen. And I don't think I saw that coming because you're, when I've played with you, pretty subdued and just hitting like good resets and, you know, encouraging everybody. But when you get out here, when you step onto the orchard, talk about what happens. It opens up a new level of animosity, of <laughs> anger, of just flavor, and I just open it up. Because I want to just, I'm trying to show the crowd. Give them a show. Yes. Right? So you got to know to pick the spots and just, you know, get them involved. That's all I'm trying to do. I Thanks. believe it was your first week here. We had a bit of a chicken controversy on, was it a foot fault maybe? Alleged foot fault. Okay. Was it your foot fault? Oh, yeah. It was my right toe, apparently, <laughs> which allegedly was touching the line, which I believe it may have just been over the line. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know. Well, over but not touching. That, I think that's what you were trying to over say. Over but not touching. Because that's a, the shoes, if people realize this, come up about two inches and are at an angle. So it might not be touching, but it might be over. Well, she, what do you think about possibly trying to get some new cameras to look at the toes. Are there any cameras specifically that might help us with that? We were just kind of going over that earlier today with the commissioner. Not necessarily toes, but sensors. Oh. Sensors are so no-brainer. That if there's a certain amount of pressure put right on top of that line, we'll get a sensor beep right out of the gate. So we are, we're in the works of that. Um, commissioner's on the phone with a couple different companies that uh, have those sensors for the kitchen line and uh, maybe adding that for season two. Okay. Okay. Some new foot fault sensor technology. Do we, do we have any brand names? We don't, I was just going to say, we don't have a name for that yet, but it's like a six or 7,000 series, but they don't want to release any of that information yet. Um, I've seen a prototype of it. Works pretty well, but that might clear up the toe over the line, but not touching the line. Uh, what would be the warning sign for a sensor? Well, uh, there's a lot of different, like, I don't know if it'll be a beep or a loud noise or maybe just some lights that flash or maybe a combo of both that the minute you touch in there, but we got to make sure it's not if the ball bounces in there. So that's kind of where we're at with the, the yeah. shoe versus a ball. Treffery, what do you think is the biggest weakness on the Tempe Tornadoes? I don't think they have a weakness. They're undefeated. We just got to play better. A lot of respect. I respect all four players. I've played with all four many times, so it's going to be who's going to execute tomorrow night. Do you think that there is a 
game plan that they have against you oh. that they're looking for, okay, we got to go to this or to that. Every team versus every player will have a game plan. We know what Craig likes to do. We know what Sim likes to do. We know what Dana likes to do. Without telling And more the importantly, world. what they don't like to do. Right. So every team's going to have a game plan. Yes. But it comes down to executing those shots because everyone is so good at pickleball. Even if you execute the plan, it may not work. Let's game out a little bit. If you win, you're tied. No. If you win, you're 3-0, and and the Tornadoes, this is their last game of the season. Right. Tornadoes would be 3-1. and Tornadoes have a very large point differential. They are currently sitting at, I believe, 66, uh, 66 points. Yes. Okay, give me a ding for that, please. Pythons have a point differential plus 31. If you go 3-0, and Tornadoes go 3-0, and they're now at 3-1, and you're sitting on top of the league, but you have one more game left to play. Tuesday, May 16th, that's week 10 against the surprise stingers who are in dead last right now. Right. A must win for them. If we beat Tempe by 40 or more, it's over. Uh, correct. You would be in for you would get the first seed if you beat Tempe by forty or more. Else, what are the chances that's going to happen? Forty point win would be very tough. That has very tough. I think our largest point differential is somewhere around the twenty five, twenty eight. Actually, we might have had a thirty six. I think we. What were you, Gilbert? Oh gosh, that was a that was a tough game. No, that's a twenty. Oh yeah, thirty-six. Well, Tempe beat Gilbert seventy to forty-four. Okay. So that's a that's 36. a twenty twenty twenty-six. Thirty-six. No, because it rounds up, right? You carry oh, the one. It does round up. That's new math. That's new math. Stay in school, kids. So more than likely, the last week of this season will matter. No, it. Well, it. I think surprise is still battling to get in with maybe a good point from differential. We may still be battling for first and second. So the pathway for surprise stingers is really May 9th. Tuesday, May 9th, the Scottsdale Scorchers play the Gilbert Gladiators. Scottsdale Scorchers are currently one and two. Gilbert Gladiators also one and two. But Gilbert has a negative forty-six point differential. Surprise Stingers zero and three, but with a negative forty differential. So what Surprise needs is a win against you, but they need first a they need Scottsdale to win because they need Gilbert to lose. They need Gilbert to be one and three and lose with a bat and lose badly. Actually, not even yeah, no no mathematically they're okay. Even if Gilbert only loses by one, Gilbert would have a ne- basically a negative forty seven mm-hmm. surprise against you guys. Boy, not only do they want to foil you. But they, they're dying to get in. Wow. That's big. What do you think about just the format of the Arizona Pickleball League in general? There's five teams, four get into the playoffs, one gets eliminated. How has that affected your play or your thought process on the league? I mean, for us going in, we just our first goal was to make the playoffs, I think. And I think every team is kind of like that. So I think it makes it every game so important. And that's why the level of play has been so high because everyone knows no matter what, you're probably going to be a top four team. There's only one out. So you, right. you're always in it. 
as you can see with your mathematical godlike calculations here, they can still get in. So like everyone's still playing for a chance to win the title. That's which right. Is huge. You could go in as a four seed, right? Take down the Milwaukee Bucks. Like an eight seed. I mean, anyone can win it. That's an eight thing. seed. Yeah, that's right. The Miami Heat. Yep. Jimmy Buckets going crazy on a slightly injured uh, Giannis list mm-hmm. Bucks team. I, it, that's why we love sports. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Do you know on this first time, is that two versus three and then one versus four? The first week, May twenty, uh, the first week of playoffs, Tuesday, May twenty third, is the two seed versus the three seed. Tuesday, May thirtieth, the one seed versus the four seed. So that would potentially give you a week off, a rest, if tomorrow night works out and you go four zero, you'd have a week off, a rest for the last semifinal match, yeah, right? True. Is there a lot of rest that security guards go through? I mean, is that a is that something that you get to do? Not really. I mean, you try to do it on downtime, maybe to a little cap nap here and there, but you're you're always on. I mean, you're always on. So, a lot of coffee, a lot of coffee, um, electrolytes. You know, keep your energy up. More coffee, and you just you're on. You're on. You know, I have these special glasses, obviously, that really help me see all the way around. I mean, that's something that really helps too so that I can kind of rest and not quite have my head on the swivel I can just look out through the glasses I heard never give a security guard a chair is this true because if they're standing up they can't fall asleep yep you can't Patrick and I have said this before we're the only two that have been to every match and not seen it that's true we're both wearing sunglasses sunglasses and you're just you're making sure everyone's okay and it'd be nice to see one maybe down the road yeah, I, I look forward to the day. Maybe, maybe I'll get a vacation day. See if we can get you a front row seat. Be something special. Trevor, what do you think about the music during Tuesday Night Pickleball? Unbelievable. Whoever this DJ is, I don't. He looks similar to you, but not exactly like you. He brings the party. There's a passing and resemblance. Just coming in as a player and hearing the vibe and the music, you're just immediately your heart rate goes up. And you're in that zone of just energy and just raw, like, let's go. What did you think the first time that you were introduced by DJ Pickle, coming from the back of the room, walking through the fans? Talk that experience. Talk about that experience. I mean, I felt like I was Michael Jordan at the United Center, coming in to play in Game 7 against the Celtics. Like, that's how this atmosphere, this venue just does it. It creates that. And it's the music, it's the court, it's the fans, it's everything. We are very blessed with some of the best fans in pickleball, possibly the best fans in pickleball. Arizona has been a mecca of pickleball since it began to really launch. Uh, Some people may not realize that the USA Pickleball Nationals used to be held just down the road in a little town called Casa Grande. I think I played there once. Did you? Yeah. Well, it's a special court, uh, a lot of special courts, and I think that the roots for pickleball in Arizona run very deep. In fact, I would say that that is probably part of what, it was in our matrix, our decision matrix, if you will, of does it make sense to build a, what I like to say, boutique stadium, the Orchard at Jigsaw Health. 
is this place going to make it? Is there going to be fans that fill up? And so far, seven weeks in a row, we have had a packed house, eight weeks. Uh, this one is going to be, I think, playoff-like atmosphere. Um, is there any kind of special precautions that people need to take when coming to Tuesday Night Pickleball tomorrow, OSG? Well, have you seen in the past... We want to make sure you're careful where you place your drinks. We did have an incident two or three weeks ago. These balls are flying flat. I mean, they're fast. Lady had a incident with her red wine. Oh, I think she spilled on her outfit. Yeah, we got it out I immediately. Oh. So that was good uh, with white wine. Um, if you haven't had that experience before, it does work. I still need to fact check that. I'm not sure. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I mean, yeah. if you get a if you get ketchup on your shirt, do you put mustard on it? Mayonnaise, because it's, it's lighter. Yes. Yes. That was an island. Yep. Yes. Then you can dip the fry right in there. <laughs> how much? How much will the third quarter, the women's game, the the women's quarter? How much do you think that will dictate the final score? I think it's dictated every match except for one. And the only reason it, it also dictated the match because it was a flip. Usually whoever wins that women's I think has won the match except for us against uh, Kate's yeah, team. because you and Michael Lloyd came back against Pace and Kate. We were down after mixed. That's right, you were. The, our women brought us back into it and usually it's kind of reverse where it's like a close game and then yeah you know third boom they kind of explode a little bit we'll get the producers to fact check that and uh, no they were down three but i don't know how much you were down going into that women's match but they got it within i think it's 50 you were down eight going into four i think so or going into three yeah 20 that'd be 30 28 i can't do that math that quick that's that's really we were down by guys. We're not we going to do eight. math on the show. We were down okay. by eight. Women won by four. I know we have a really crappy podcast, but we're not going to make it worse by doing math on the show in the midst of this. The viewers don't want that. No. We don't want that. No. no. How are we doing on time here? It feels like we have got a just phenomenal match about to happen. Now, pythons are practicing today here. Oh yeah. There's rumors. Rumors. Rumors swirling. Yeah. There is some practice. Tornadoes. Speaking of swirling, are practicing after you. Really? Today? Today. I heard rumors they weren't. Oh. Yeah. Not sure if they're true or not. How I often? have some intel on that, but I, you do? I'm not going to share that. Not that's at liberty. Just, yeah. That's between the... But we'll just be safe. I'll make sure the doors are locked, that no one's coming in to get a quick look or yeah. scout. We're live right now, but you don't try to come down here. Mm. Tomorrow night. That's a finger wag. That's a t trademarked finger wag from Treffery. Do not come down here. Do not go in there. Do not. Any final thoughts that you want to uh, encourage your team with? Our team has the best chemistry I've seen on any team in the world of Team Pickleball. Mm. So I think we all make each other better. Yes. When a player is struggling, we bring each other up. So I think... The one thing we have going for us is that team factor, right? The best team usually wins. The best player on the team, that team doesn't always win. Yeah. So we, we're going to go with the team effort, chemistry, and see what we can do. I love it. OSG. Pickleballers, tomorrow night's a huge night. We've got two 
undefeated teams playing at the top of their game at a super high level. You actually heard Ryan said it earlier when you come in on a Tuesday night pickleball and you want to play how your intensity level is much greater. And you may have felt that before in the past in some of your matches you've played and won three or four in a row and now all of a sudden you're getting to a, a medal match of some sort. And one of the things you'll see in a lot of other sports when athletes get to that level, there's some kind of a pre-shot routine or something to help them ease their mind and get their focus to where they need to be prior to, to playing. You see it a lot. Tiger Woods, he's got a pre-shot routine when he plays golf. Rafael Nadal does the same routine every single time. Stuff to ease their mind. One of the best ones is a dart thrower. Michael Van Gulen. If you ever watch him throw darts, same thing every single time. I like about two things that I would like to see you do. And we try to help people out here at the Orchard when they play in the league. One is you need to focus in on something super specific. We put a QR code right in the middle of the net, right by the Orchard Security Guy sticker. Something you can just focus your energy on prior to hitting. Another one, a rubber band. Put it on your wrist. When you kind of feel like you're drifting off a little bit, just pull that rubber band, a little snap on the wrist there to get that focus right back to where you want it to be. But a simple mental routine that you may want to go to is, and this is my favorite, Horses and cows can sleep standing up, but they can only dream when they're lying down. Until the next episode.